Hey, Hyvie and Steve here with a quick message about our amazing sponsor, Timeless Pints Brewery. You know, Timeless Pints is local right here in Southern California, off the 405 freeway, Cherry Avenue exit, right next to the Long Beach Airport. And they are open and filling growlers during the coronavirus crisis. Chris and Mary are there during the week. Stacy is there on the weekends. And they can fill your growler so that you can stay home do what you're supposed to be doing for coronavirus and uh, enjoy your timeless pints in the comfort of your own home while socially distancing and keeping everyone else safe and healthy from your germs. They've got all different kinds of beer, stouts, porters, light beer, dark beer, Belgians, and it's all delicious. They make it here on site at Timeless Pints right here in Lakewood. What more do you want? Go down, get your growler filled, and enjoy the best beer in Southern California in the comfort of your own home. For hours and beer availability, you can look them up on Facebook at Timeless Pints Brewing Company or follow them on Twitter at Timeless Pints. And when you go down, say hi to Stacy or Chris or Mary. Make sure you tell them the Wretched Hive sent you. Welcome to the Wretched Hive Podcast. I got a bad feeling about this. Moss Eisley Spaceport. What are you talking about? You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. This is ridiculous. We must be cautious. Actually, we're just a bunch of guys talking about Star Wars and other stuff. I'm looking forward to having some real talk with some real folks. That's good news. I like the sound of that. Well, in the immortal words of Monty Python, I'm not dead. <laughs> I feel I feel fine. What do you mean? Hey guys. Tis <laughs> <laughs> but a scratch. Man. You guys were writing me off last week. <laughs> Turns out. <laughs> I'm back. Throwing you down the pit of despair. <laughs> you were. That's okay. I'm back. It's good to see you guys. I missed you. And I missed Aww. the show. And it's good to be back. And uh, I'm fired up because it's another week of Star Wars. We have so much to get caught up on and talk about. There's a lot of positivity we got to throw out into the world. And God knows the world needs it. And if you're looking for positivity, you have found it because you have found the Wretched Hive Podcast for Friday, April 3rd, 2020, episode 109 of the show. My name is Steve Baldwin, and the entire cast has joined us tonight. And let's start it off with introductions. First off, he took the helm. He took the controls of this here ship last week and steered it to success he is the wookie co-pilot greg lent stevie i'm so glad you're back because it was hard driving this driving this ship conducting this here train wrangling these cats it was we have coronavirus i have these two yahoos i had to deal with dave was just somewhere i don't know what was going on so i won i'm glad you're back to steer the ship and to get us back on the golden path of <clears throat> podcasting glory. So thank you, Steve, <laughs> for coming back. And thank you, everybody else, for tuning in one more time, dealing with uh, 
my smart ass two weeks ago, and I'm glad you're back. Mm, you guys did a great job last week. It was fun. It was it was fun to listen as a as a as a as a conscious observer, as a as a listener. Well, it turns out we've had four years to practice this whole video conferencing thing now because this mm. is all I do in my <laughs> life. This is true. video conferencing and everything. We, so we have we have been social distancing and video conferencing since before it was fashionable. Yes. Exactly. Trend setters. So social distancing history. Exactly. Yeah. Glad who, to be part of this show. Who knew this podcast was prepping us for uh, coronavirus and COVID nineteen? And by the way, having messed around with a lot of other video conferencing software and platforms that are out there, I can say with a lot of authority now, Skype really does suck balls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, also on the show tonight, he is a lifelong Star Wars fan. <laughs> Ivansky. Oh, my God, Steve. Let me talk to you right now. I am mm. coming from the secret underground bunker of the mm. COVID-19 hideout. That's mm. what I'm doing right now. I'm staying the fuck away from this shit right now. But I want to say last episode was amazing. It was scary and fun and exciting, but kind of weird. You weren't there. You and Dave were absent. So I feel mm. like there's a little comfort zone back. Greg and Nico were fucking amazing last week so thank you guys really appreciate the fun we've had in, in the last couple weeks despite all the craziness that's been going on out there in the world we hope we bring you some fun stuff tonight you guys crushed it last week it was fantastic thanks thanks yeah. scott you're an amazing fuck too i mean fucking amazing too wow yeah. wow mm. it's about time this. i'm getting recognized for that thank you very much i'm sure guys. there's a story there but um <laughs> i really don't want to hear about it also on the show tonight He's the captain of the Nico effing Rodriguez. <laughs> Hi. Hello. How hey, are you? Hey, bud. I'm good. How are you doing? I'm all right, man. I am. Uh, you know, I've been telling people that are like, oh, how are you? How are you putting up with this whole like thing and staying inside and blah, blah, blah. Mm. It's like, you know, to me, this whole quarantine thing, it's a it's a it's a lot like. What is it? Winter in California, because you know, mm. um, you you really only hear about winter in California on the news, and I'm really only hearing about the quarantine on the news because I still have to go to work every fucking day, <laughs> yeah. and it sucks. Yeah, I hear you. Well, I, I want to stay home. <laughs> yeah, I know. There's well, talk to my kids. Actually, we just heard today. Uh, our kids' school district canceled the rest of the school year. It's that done. That is right. It is yeah. done. Yeah. Yep. Are they all going to have to repeat this year? I, we don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Oh, no. I don't know. I have no I, idea. I tried to pull that on Jaden today, guys. It didn't work. He was yeah. not happy with me. I, I uh, call, Nico, uh, Nico uh, I, let's get back on Nico for one second. Yeah. Uh, yeah get on me. The, That's yes, what she definitely. said. Oh, this is going to be a great show tonight. Um, mm. Hey, look, Nico's out there. He's doing some heavy shit out there. That's all I'm saying. I've seen some photos online, and uh, mm. I just I got to give massive props out, dude, for what you're doing, helping out. And uh, you did your first you, clean room. Is that what it was for the COVID nineteen? Well, it was a uh, it's a pressured room. They're keeping the um, the suspected cases in pressured rooms. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've not cleaned as far as they've told me. I've not cleaned a confirmed cased room yet. Um, for any of our listeners who are unaware, I work at a hospital in housekeeping, so I clean up all the rooms after patients are discharged from their wards. Um, so I've uh, I've actually cleaned a couple of suspected rooms, is what they're they're 
telling us, um, or rule-out rooms um, where the tests came back negative. Okay. But we're still taking every precaution as though it was, in fact, a confirmed case. Um, but it's scary, man, because, you yeah. know, I live with the wife and the cat, and I, you know, I don't want to bring this shit home. No, no, no. I just want to say, the cat is safe. Your wife, not so much. The cat, mm, it's okay. Not true. <laughs> they've they've actually already confirmed at least one cat case and three dog cases, from what I heard, because I was looking that up. I was like, I wonder, can your cat get this shit? Yes, the, your cat can cat get COVID. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, anyway, that picture of you looking like more person, like like protective gear than I've ever seen on a human being before. So kudos <laughs> yeah. to you, man. <laughs> yeah, we've got a. Uh, We've got some special goggles that they make us wear. Um, we wear the N95s, um, a hair like cover thing that's splatterproof. The gown, gloves. We wear little booties over our feet. Yeah, it's intense, dude, and it's really uncomfortable. Those things, because they are not meant to breathe or let anything through. Let me tell you, it is like walking around in a fucking sauna trying to clean it, that shit. Uh. It's not comfy. Mm. Yeah. Well, thank you for, for thank you for doing what you do and for helping those patients out. You're doing a good service there, and uh, and and uh, in in your way, keeping us all safe because you're you're practicing good hygiene and and like we should all be doing uh, with social distancing and always, of course, washing our hands. And uh, but you're on the front lines there, um, and and doing yeah. it right. Yeah. It sounds like so. Thanks, thank you, Nico, for doing that. Yeah, man. You're the man. All right. You're welcome. Uh, boy, I've been waiting for this. It's been a month. It's been a whole month since I've had this opportunity to say this next line that I've said uh, 108 times before. And finally, I drink a lot. (laughs) (laughs) We have. I often drive while drunk. That's not well, even funny. There goes the public health message right down the toilet. <laughs> Dave! I have what my therapist calls a hair trigger temper. Under <laughs> no circumstances. I did work as a Hitler impersonator. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This, this is. This is a and special there one. Goes our monetization. Should, should you ever. I have dabbled in what you'd call light cannibalism. (laughs) And I I mean... I've never seen a frog and not killed it. (laughs) Ever! I came up with the idea for zucchini noodles. Call him! In every single hotel room I have ever stayed in, I have licked the phone. (laughs) (laughs) That one is true. I'm not going to lie. Harry. <laughs> I contracted the H1N1 virus, better known as swine flu, and then drove to every Sizzler steakhouse in the state, licked my fingers, and dipped them in the salad bar. This is not what you people should do. This is not endorsed. This is not the views of the Wretched Hive podcast or its, or its hosts, producers, or listeners. Oh, my God. Potter. Oh. Oh, yeah. I also fucked this horse. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, 
I'd say it's good to be back, but is it really? <laughs> I, I'm not it's sure. actually like I never uh, left. Welcome to the show, Dave. I oh think, my I God. think. Oh my God. Dave, you're never going to leave the show again for a week off. <laughs> this is this is what happens, you know? Mm. This is this is how it goes. But hey, thank you. Thank you to you, my favorite Rebel Scum, Steve Baldwin. Thank you to uh I I no, you know what? Fuck you, Greg. That was just <laughs> <laughs> You know, I yeah, forgot like, I all like, about the, the swine flu one being in there. I forgot all about that. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah, That's I'm sure you, you did. With. Oh my god. No. So right. I, you know, I normally kind of rant and talk about things and try to make them funny and just say, what, I, I, I don't know what's that funny anymore. It's just ridiculous. We're being led through a public health crisis by a man who thought it was a good idea to fuck a porn star without a condom. And that's really where society is at these days. Mm. Yep. I got nothing yeah. for it. <sighs> yeah. Don't um, forget, he stared directly <laughs> into the sun. <laughs> During the solar eclipse. Yes, yes, Mister <laughs> Mr. Science well, himself. Look, setting the setting the politics aside, we're 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 going to get past this. It's it's a it's a rough time. It's a tough time for everybody. Uh, I work in public health. My wife's in healthcare as well. Uh, there will be another side to this. Uh, it's going to get worse before it gets better. I'll tell you that right now. We should brace for yeah. to see these numbers continue to increase uh, in terms of deaths and in terms of transmission. But we can we can uh, know that there is another side to this. We can all play our parts. We can wash our hands. We can practice social distancing. We can spread goodwill. We can be kind to one another, and it's it's we're going to get past this. And it, it'll it's you know politics aside, there is another side to this. Um, there will be a new normal, and we'll get there. And we will get well, there. I, and I do have a, a message for everybody out there who's who's listening to us in America. And if you're you're governor or your county leader or your mayor if they've issued a stay-at-home order stay at home yeah don't don't play around and if you're living in a part of the country where your governor or your county or your mayor has not issued a stay-at-home order you should probably find a way to stay at home as much as possible stay home stay home and if your governor hasn't issued the order ask him why call and ask him and ask him why Or or her thank you thank you thank you thank you uh if you've ever had a, <laughs> if, if you've, you've ever stay at home order, why don't you call us and tell us about it at the Wretched Hive hotline, which is at oh. 562-455-4483. That's 562-455-HIVE. That's H-I-V-E. In case you can't spell HIVE. You are God, God damn, damn right. right. And uh, you can uh, also find us on Facebook. That's uh, Facebook.com. Wow. Forward slash. That's angry. Uh, Wretched Hive podcast. Can't just do that. I just did. And uh, you can also find us on Twitter at Wretched Hive Pod, um, on Instagram at Wretched Hive 77. Uh, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, um, on Stitcher, and of course uh, on Google Podcasts. You can find us at TuneIn Radio. And uh, please, if you haven't yet, Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Actually, maybe not of this show. This this show might not be the one you, you want to listen to and then leave a review. We want we like those four and five star reviews. Um, do us a favor and uh, and listen to another show. Actually, listen to um, the Either Or podcast is what you should listen to. That's our other show, and uh, that's a fun show. We have a great episode coming up next week. You're going to love this. Dawn of the Dead versus Shaun of the Dead. Oh, yeah, baby. 
You've got some red on you. Next week, coming up on Either Or, featuring, of course, Chris, my partner on Either Or, and someone you know from this show, one Scott Ivansky. Taking up for Scott Ivansky? Taking up for Dawn of the Dead. He did a great job on that. So the, the original the original Dawn of the Dead or the, the remake from like no, no, no. 2004? No, no, as no. much as I love the remake, it's the original 1978 George Romero. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because that remake is pretty solid. It is. It, I, I'll give it that. But it is the original, which is a fantastic movie, but I won't spoil anything else about it. It's a fantastic episode. Chris Evans was amazing. And guys, I got to listen to all three episodes prior to this, and you guys all knocked it out of the park. Dave, Greg, wow, so far. I can't wait to hear Nico on the show. Yeah, Nico Nico hasn't oh, had his shit. opportunity quite yet. When is my episode air? <laughs> as soon as we uh we got to hook you up we got to get you on the show nico yeah, right yeah. right after your next right after your next nico zone that's when it airs <laughs> there you go <laughs> don't get me started on this fucking corona thing because <laughs> i will <laughs> nico zone the shit out of this stay yeah, at home. Uh, okay. load them up full of beer and then you just like you know you can't stop them all right now uh guys we are expecting a guest to call in at any moment that's right. We have a special guest calling in on the show tonight. I'm trying to get him. Let's see if we can get him on the on the line here. Hey. Hey. All right. Uh, we are joined by Rancho Obi-Wan docent, Mark oh. Morita. Mark, welcome to the Wretched Hive. Oh, hey. hey. Good to see you guys. Mark, it looks oh, like you have this... a guest with you there. Yes, this is my guest. This is Biggs. Biggs Darklighter. <laughs> hey, Biggs. Uh, nice. Wedge was unavailable, I take it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Be just like Beggar's Canyon back home. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, guys, I, got, I, I just have to fill you guys in. Mark, uh, Mark reached out to me after listening to last week's show and said, Hey, are, what happened to you? Are you okay? And we started chatting, and he's like, I'm not working right now. I'm bored. Can I come on your show? <laughs> and I'm like, hey, that's yes, like all of us. Yeah, exactly. And also, for the record, I'm fine too, Mark. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, like they were saying that somebody was ill, or like you had some health stuff. So I was like, wow, that's concerning. Yeah, yeah no, but, uh, everything's fine. We're well, we're good. Everything's fine, well, and and Dave health. is fine too. Yes. <laughs> to be fair. Two weeks ago when we were recording, we weren't at the level of heightened paranoia and fear. So we had a little little free like zone there to kind of mess around with the humor. But now it's – yeah, we realize we probably scared a lot of Steve fans. <laughs> well, I mean given the, what I'm looking at right now is that it looks like there's a giant porg who is <laughs> – Dropping his scat all over Steve's head. Oh, that's not the only thing it dropped on Steve's head. Don't yeah. worry. Yeah. So that's that's not the only thing Steve's dropped on it. So don't worry. Uh, that porg and I have some history, Mark. I'm, I, yeah. I I don't want to get into it right now, I but uh, I thought it was bad. So I was getting the coronavirus. <laughs> you touch it right, it makes noises. I know it does. <laughs> right, right. In the oh office. my god. Um, oh hell! I guess the show notes are just going right out the window tonight. This is going to be a great show. So, Mark, how are you holding up up there in Northern California? You guys doing okay? Yeah. Well, you know, um, I'm a school teacher, so when I say I'm not working, I'm saying that facetiously. But I'm very busy at work. Actually, probably doing more at home than I am. It feels like I'm doing more work right now than I am. Uh, 
when I'm normally teaching. But uh, yeah, we're fine. We uh, I think the governor just shut down all schools in California pretty much. Yep. Effective yep. today. So um, it's just a different. I mean, I'm still doing, I'm still working and everything and still teaching. It's just a different landscape now. But yeah, yeah everything's okay. Good. Um, you know, we're doing fine. Good, yeah. good, well, good. I give you lots of props, Mark, because um, I'm in I'm in a class at a local community college, and my son is in his senior year. So, kudos uh, to you guys for really, excuse me again, but fucking pulling through and doing a bang up job. So I really appreciate what you do. Thank you, I appreciate it. Yeah, we've got quite a challenge on our hands. I think when you have kids that like have like means, <laughs> and where you have students that you know have parents that want help and do the work, then this is going to be a great time where they're just going to grow and become like geniuses. But then when you have the parents that are not able to or don't want to, that's where you're going to start seeing like a huge divide. I think that's a big concern for us yeah. right now. Yeah. But anyway, Star Wars, yeah. what? Like, <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get – Mark, you're just in time. We were just about to yeah. jump in the news. There's a few things we need to cover, believe it or not. It's like coronavirus all the time if you watch the major news networks, but there's Star Wars stuff to cover too. So let's get into some of this, guys. It's Star Wars. Let's do this. From ABC News World Headquarters, this is ABC World News Tonight. <laughs> No, it's not. It's Star Wars news with the Wretched Hive. So be it. The Mandalorian Season 2, guys, is coming. It's coming in the fall. And it might be coming sooner than originally planned. Um, the coronavirus actually could mean an early return for what some feel is the best show on television, let alone certainly the best show on Disney Plus, Inverse reporting, uh, this is Inverse.com reporting, could Disney release Mandalorian Season 2 earlier than planned? Certainly Disney released um, Frozen 2 early. They released uh, The Rise of Skywalker earlier than planned. Um, Dave, what do you think about this? Does it make sense that Disney might take advantage of people being home and wanting to wanting to capitalize on on their those streaming dollars while they can, and release something that's as popular as Mandalorian uh, earlier than planned. Well, sure, absolutely. I mean, it just depends on when the show is actually going to be done. I hope they don't. I hope they don't slap a, a rushed release date, give it an artificial deadline, and we get a, a slightly crappier show as a result because they rushed the effects or, or something like that. But I actually think the bigger question for Disney is uh, what do they do with the Black Widow? What do they do with the mm. live-action Mulan? Uh, those are films that are slated to come that were slated to come out uh, within the next six weeks, and it's pretty clear that they're not going to. It's pretty clear that the American theatrical business as we know it is no more, and it's going to have to be started up from scratch. But if this thing really extends further out into May, June, and July, which legitimately it could, do they find a way to distribute Black Widow somehow through video on demand to try to make money back? Hmm. I do mean, we, as, as interesting hmm. as it is to think of The Mandalorian would come to us sooner because we're all Disney Plus subscribers. I mean, how is Disney generating revenue right now? The theme parks are closed. Yeah. There's no movies playing anywhere. 
the merchandise that it makes, uh, you know, that it sells everywhere that it's open normally are not there. And Disney Plus, uh, we're all locked in as subscribers. So it's not like they're raising more money. There, uh, sorry, there's just a lot to unpack there Yeah. in terms of what would happen next. And also, since we have another guest on here, the video display is completely different for me from what it used to be, and it's totally throwing me off right now. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, Dave, um, just real quick on that. There's, there is a lot to unpack there, and I really feel like, first of all, you know how I always feel about big corporations and Disney in, in itself, even though I, I have a love-hate relationship with them. They are a company that pretty much owns the world, Apple, all of them. I think they're one of the few companies out there that are okay in this up to a certain point, but they will find a model to present all of this content to us. I have no doubt about that. Um, Being that we're all Disney Plus uh, subscribers, I'm sure we're going to start to see some of that content show up and and probably in, in a reasonable price front like they'll come up to us and probably instead of having a 14 15 movie ticket they might drop that price and they'll still make a ton of money through their disney plus app i mean that's a great model to get their content still out there they they were smart to get this thing rolled out and back in uh, what was it november yeah yeah you know you know what they could do is is Something like uh, Christine and I tried this last week with some friends. Uh, there's a Google Plus extension for Netflix that lets you do like a watch party with people. Yeah. They could come up with something like that for Disney Plus, but all watch parties are a pay option. And then that's how they could mm. put a Black Widow or a Mulan out or something. Is You can still have that social go-to-the-movie element with your friends, but it's social distancing. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I think Amazon. I mean, Amazon already rents movies, right, to stream. Yeah, they could totally do. You know, all they have to do is figure out whatever that programming is that Netflix has to watch stuff with friends, and do it on the rental basis on Amazon or Hulu or Netflix or whatever. The, you know, the same thing. And yeah, you pay you know ten, fifteen bucks for this new film, and you watch it and. You know, just like normal films, they're streamed at certain times and you get a link that starts Hmm. at whatever time. So your movie starts at six o'clock and you sit down and watch it at six o'clock with you and whoever's in your house and whatever friend's house rented it off of that same link for that same time slot. Totally easy peasy. Yeah. I I think, um, I mean, what they're doing currently, though, is like, right, didn't the Pixar movie Onward just come out in theaters and then due to the coronavirus that they pushed it right to Disney plus and that ticket, I think uh, I was trying to see it with my daughter early and I, I was just unwilling to, to, to pay the $20 fee, which it currently is. So if they're kind of already starting that precedent, are they going to be continuing that as, as time goes on? I, I think um, that's going to be the, yeah, I think that's going to be the model is that's is nothing will go directly to Disney plus it'll go to this, you know, cinema in your house kind of model that they're doing and they did it with onward called the wild just came out the other big yeah. Disney release that was just out there. Um, and I really think you're going to see both Black Widow and Milan on video on demand yeah. um, with a with an a, with an advanced ramp up to Disney plus because rise of Skywalker is only available for digital purchase right now you can't actually buy it I think it's the same with onward too it's it's only this digital rental thing um, that you have to pay additional for which you know they got to make their money on it so yeah. I, I I don't think you'll see any unfortunately for Black Widow I don't think you'll see any 
um, theatrical release on it, and for Mulan too. I, there's, I know there's a lot of people looking forward to Mulan, so I don't think you'll see any theatrical release for either of those movies. I think they'll go right to this VOD model. Is is how they're going to make their money? Because, like they've said, they need they need a revenue stream because they've got you know all they all they have is the is the TV revenue from ABC and ESPN and and whatever online sales they can get out of the Disney store. Yeah, and, and ESPN is about to start broadcasting like bocce ball that Christine and I play in our front yard because there's <laughs> yeah. there's no content for them right now. Yeah. Well, I don't have this in the show notes, but ESPN is starting to stream Disney uh, films. Yeah, they're oh, actually well. starting to stream movies because there's just no sports. Although I really enjoyed, um, and I'm a huge baseball fan because we always talk about the Dodgers, but uh, um, I've enjoyed watching the old MLB like um, the greatest games in the history of baseball like the top 20 games that's been fun to watch but uh it's not like having baseball it's just weird not having live baseball on it's so strange it is it's weird, it's weird not having live anything on yeah. i'm not trying to like yeah. not single out baseball but there there is yeah. no sports of any kind and i know you said earlier it's all covid on the news and i was like what what else is there to talk about at this point society is basically shut down there's nothing else to give us news on yeah right? you realize right now is the, the, the pivotal point where you have baseball, hockey, and basketball all just just bombarding your living rooms with on the TV or your, your social places, your bars, your restaurants and stuff. None of that. It's just right. quiet, like crickets everywhere. Um, yes, do you play cricket out there? Where are they playing cricket? Mm. Uh, In New Zealand. Covering that next week live <laughs> somewhere. It's on, it's on the Ocho. If it's almost a sport, it's on the Ocho. <laughs> hey, when I was out honeymooning, it was cricket everywhere and let me tell you i almost kind of understand the game now (laughs) after two weeks of watching it religiously i almost kind of understand i think what they do you throw the ball it can hit the ground and you can hit it in any direction you want to doesn't matter did did you see a wicked googly (laughs) all right now now I saw wickets, but I didn't see any Ewoks, and I was really confused. Uh, All right. Now, some folks are still making movie uh, money off of Star Wars, including and especially Hasbro. Hasbro right now is cleaning up on Baby Yoda toys. Um, Hasbro CEO Brian... The only, the only spark of hope in the universe is Bri- the Baby Yoda toy. <laughs> Brian Goldner... <laughs> Shared with Yahoo Finance, this is uh, reported by ComicBook.com, but uh, shared originally with Yahoo Finance earlier this week. Um, quote, we saw that in the fourth quarter with our product directly related to The Mandalorian, pre-sales around Baby Yoda have been, quote, incredibly robust and we're very excited to ship Baby Yoda in the late spring. So uh, lots of Baby Yoda toys being... Uh, sold online right now guys look at this jacket that shana got me for my birthday that's <laughs> solid yeah. that's you know isn't that good that's good yeah that's, I, mean, uh, I just said i got me that for my birthday ascension image i want you to share with mark i actually pre-ordered this there when the baby yoda fever started back in uh, november december um one i'm 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 the one of the guys in the in the podcast that's really into the tiki thing and uh there's a guy oh, they have the tiki they're the baby tiki yoda now 
Yeah, so I do a lot of tiki mugs, and uh, this guy named Tiki Tony designed one of the most fantastic-looking Baby Yoda mugs. I know Geek Tiki kind of yeah. owns that property, but, man, this I sent a picture, Steve, in the, in the threads. Share it with Mark if you want. It's okay. fantastic, but pre-order it. It's amazing artist, local guy, really good stuff. I do love having Mark on the show because he's, he's he takes one look at uh, Nico's sweatshirt and it's like, no, that's not licensed. <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't say that it was. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. It's no, it's, it's, <laughs> I love it. That's good. Oh, oh, that is a cool. Okay, I'll share that. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. That's good. I uh, want to ask Mark when, when, if and when this all finally blows over, we get some vaccines and the whole world goes like the biggest party the world's ever seen. Please tell me Rancho Obi-Wan is going to have the best horse party out there because we're going to just make a road trip up there. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think the gala's still on. I mean, we're still thinking that the gala's happening in June, um, you know, and nice. so our fingers are crossed that, you know, all the shelter in place and social distancing kind of goes away by that time. That's the hope. But yeah, I think we're still planning in June and, um, we're looking right now. Oh, that's amazing. That is a good picture. Um, we're currently looking at um, like uh, um, what our T-shirt designs are going to look for for that. And that's going to be cool. So, uh, you know, we're kind of trying to focus on the Empire Strikes Back anniversary that's coming up. So, wow. oh, yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's just crazy that we're talking. Well, in June, in like late June, and maybe and possibly this, you know, nobody knows what's yeah. happening. So it's just kind of crazy. I know. Wait, yeah. wait a minute. We're, we're recording on April 1st. Are we sure Mark's really here? <laughs> <laughs> uh, sure. April Fool's, guys. It's he's actually this is actually George Lucas on, on the line. This is <laughs> unveil the mask. I'm so glad to be here. Uh, one last uh, bit of news. Uh, it's actually a big bit of news on The Mandalorian. Uh, stunning and wonderful actress Rosario Dawson is confirmed mm. to play Ahsoka Tano in yes. season two of The Mandalorian. She is in the show, guys. Live action Ahsoka. Now, I know that's confirmed through, like, Variety, but I don't think Lucasfilm has really come out yet and said it, have they? Thank uh, you, Mark. Did it come from Lucasfilm? <laughs> Play the sound clips, Steve. Did Play it come the from fucking... Lucasfilm? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, no, this is uh, this is confirmed from, through Variety, which... Did uh, it come uh, from Lucasfilm? I think is a pretty good source. Um, and I, I want to say that um, Filoni confirmed this. I think um, I would listen to the Ashley Eckstein interview on um, RFR recently, and yep. she seemed pretty flippin' shocked that oh. it happened. Like it, she had no clue uh, when okay. the news dropped. The news dropped what Friday? Yeah, right. And uh, yeah, it sounded like she is totally shocked. Well, and I'm this... surprised that Dave Filoni didn't even mention it to her. You know, that must have been. Yeah, considering she has been, you know, the the only voice of of Ahsoka for forever. Yeah, so. you know, right. they've had this crazy good relationship for so long, and Dave Filoni is a pretty solid dude. Yeah. So, you know, that sounds like more like a Disney thing. Like, don't say anything, Dave. And right, worth your while. Well, this this article is dated March twentieth, so we're we're talking about nearly three weeks ago now. So this. so. Yeah. 
I'm, I'm going to add some gas to the fire here. Um, there is a possible controversial moment here with Dave Filoni, Disney, and Ashley here. This, this is and and uh and who was who was the actress it was um rosario dawson she, oh she or, was on or, or ashley eckstein which, oh which, ashley which, which act which ashley eckstein is the voice yes. right and uh yes. rosario she also played uh the famous nurse from was it, that's rosario right from uh the daredevil series yes on all the marvel netflix series she was the the whatever nurse whatever what's her name whatever yeah but it was in, she was in daredevil she was in all the marvel netflix series yeah there she's sounds in, like there's some credibility behind this. Was that? Huh. Is she in Luke Cage as well? Yes. Yeah, she was. She yeah. was. So, yeah. yeah, I see a lot of Disney connection in this. This could be a, a wonderful, controversial thing going on right here. Well, and we I remember some... a, a couple of years ago, we covered the fact that she was openly lobbying for the role. Like, she was tweeting out. It started with her tweeting out, like, at Dave Filoni at Star Wars, yeah. I'll play Ahsoka. You know, it was like it started like that. I think it was like almost, almost kind of playful. Yeah, exactly. It was kind of almost playful, and so, uh, I mean, she certainly has the acting chops and certainly the yeah. look. I mean, she can pull it off. If she can pull it off, I think it would be just fantastic. I mean, gosh, now, I want to see this live. It's amazing. Is Ashley's normally a voice actress? Is that correct? Uh, she is. A, she she is, done live action. Um, I think she's a voice actress primarily. I think yeah, so I think too. Pri- I, I think they're all you know actors, but I think she's primarily known for her voice work. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And for her clothesline that she started, um, her universe. Her universe. Yeah. Right. Oh my God, that's Ashley. Oh, how did I not know that? Life allegedly um, lifelong fan Scott Avansky. Too many drugs Dance? and. <laughs> I don't know. Play off the gummies. Yeah. Play off the gummies. (laughs) Uh, A little uh, another bit of news on uh, Apple TV, or excuse me, Disney Plus. We're going to talk about (laughs) Apple TV. Jeez, man, I'm such an Apple homer. I'm sorry, guys. Disney Plus, Cassie and Andor, the TV show that they are uh, prepping, or they were prepping for. I guess it's so much much is on hold now, but... um, the show that they're prepping, uh, based around the character Cassian Andor from Rogue One, um, Diego Luna's character from that movie, um, they released a synopsis of that show, and that was published um, at ScreenRant.com, and I have it here in front of me on my screen. Uh, quote, the adventures of rebel spy Cassian Andor... During the formative years of the, of the Rebellion and prior to the events of Rogue One, a Star Wars story, Diego Luna will reprise the role of Andor, which he originated in the 2016 film. The rousing spy thriller will explore tales filled with espionage and daring missions to restore hope to a galaxy in the grip of a ruthless empire. So that was the official summary synopsis uh, from Lucasfilm. Sounds very close to the Mandalorian, though, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. It, it says it's, it doesn't say a whole lot. Yeah, doesn't give yeah. you a whole lot. There. There's some there's some talk also about that they're going to try to connect Jedi Fallen Order with the Cassian Andor film. I've uh, said that. that. Okay. I like that. I think I said that. 
Okay, you did. <laughs> I think I said that. <laughs> well, actually, Nico, were you talking about? You were talking about Mandalorian, Nico. Weren't Whatever. you? <laughs> but I mean, it still works. I, I love, I love, I love the idea of connecting Fallen Order with a, a Disney on-screen property. I think that's great. I yeah. think it's, I think it's really smart. That's a great story, and the fact that we've, I mean. It's not a fact. We've got rumors that they're coming out with a sequel that's supposed to be set like another ten or fifteen years later from rumors, the end of the rumors. First one. You're believing rumors now, huh? Did it come from Lucasfilm? Did it come from okay. Lucasfilm? I mean, does anything from EA really hold its worth at all? <laughs> do we know. trust EA wow. for Let's anything? Do that? Okay. <laughs> we do not trust EA for anything. Trust we they 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 just want their loot boxes, Nico. We don't trust them for anything. Exactly. <laughs> but I still hold hope. And as far as Star Wars predictions go, I'd like to say that I have the highest success rating out of the entire Wretched Hive. Allegedly. <laughs> do you? Can I? I'm can still I waiting for my four cases of beer. Oh, uh, that's that's I'd, true. I'd like to see a spreadsheet on that, please. You did. You did predict. You did predict Ray's. Well, you were closest sort of. to predicting Ray's lineage. Sort of. you, she's you were... a Palpatine. I said it. You, you, I you said, said it. She did the lightsaber said... stabby move, and that she's a Palpatine. You said a couple of things. Not I've... according to Colin Trevorrow, right? Because you, did you were you guys able to see that five minute like uh, animation clip of Duel of the Fates this week. Yeah, somebody oh, yeah. Is, is put Correct. that out this week. Yeah, it was really good. Well done. And yeah, she's in that, she is not a Palpatine. I can't remember what her name is. She's something else. So are we getting like the uh, the DC universe with the Snyder cut? Are we going to get a Trevor O cut? Or the cat's butthole cut apparently is out there in existence. Oh, now. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We do, right. we do eventually need to have uh, Dave's friend Matt on to talk about the Colin Trevorrow script, and we we've do. we've 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 been very neglectful. And last week, last time was my fault, uh, but well, we we need to have him on to have that discussion. Can I just say I am I'm a supporter. I I've, we've all bought multiple copies of all the films through all the versions, everything over the years, most of it, most of it, Nico. Sorry, uh, but I'm going to say this: hmm. if they did that. I'd be first. You would. You could take Mark seriously. Talk to your people, man. Talk. Talk to somebody. <laughs> Tell them. Mark's got. got Mark's got guys. people. We yeah. will. We will dump money on a multiple cut version of it. I. Had, I bought the Lost Jedi. That's a huge thing, right there. Yeah. <laughs> it is. You bought it because it's a good movie, Scott. That's why it, you bought it. It took how long, guys? It took a year <laughs> before I bought that thing. But anyway, um, maybe nine months. But no, seriously, I would take multiple cuts, like a Snyder cut of uh, what was it, Batman versus Superman, or what, whatever the Justice League, whatever he did. But mm. yeah, no, let's do that. Let's get a let's get a Trevor O cut out there. All right. Well, <laughs> oh, yes, because Batman 
versus Superman Dawn of Justice was such a fucking masterpiece that we need to have the, the <laughs> Snyder cut of Justice League. We're all waiting and dying for that because our lives are incomplete. I was oh going with God. Skywalker, and I was just using that as a comparison, Dave. I don't think I would actually <laughs> buy any more no, of DC. If you, if you guys give me a tough Star Wars choice, it would be True Detective Season 1 versus Batman versus Superman. Because <laughs> I don't know what I pick. Just I'm still waiting for the... <laughs> I'm still waiting for the extended version of Academy Award winning Suicide Squad, so. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, talking about different versions of the film, uh, there is a box set that's coming soon that I think is now actually available for pre order. I think it came out yesterday. Oh, yeah, thank it's, you. It's 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 released now, isn't it's, it? Oh, it's released on March 31st. Was uh, released, available at Best Buy. Uh, you can dive into the Skywalker Which is not open saga. To the general public at present. Best best. It's it's <laughs> so not. It's it's do not, not an essential service. Best Buy America. Do not go to Best Buy. I, is that why I've been waiting in line and nobody's opening the door? <laughs> Yeah, you'd be first in line for this, that's for sure. It's the Skywalker Saga 27-disc box set. We talked about this uh, a month ago, two episodes ago. Um, I want to bring it back because there are images here. I'm trying to share my screen with you so you can... Uh, it's working. Oh, yeah, yeah you have it. it. Oh, it good. Is, it is officially shared. Excellent. Wait, before we go any further, can I just pause real quick? Can we just all take a moment to appreciate the image of... Waiting in line for this kind of a release in person if we all had to adhere to the six-foot social distancing practices <laughs> and how long that fucking line would be. <laughs> it would be six times as long as the line was normally. <laughs> it would be a day-long remember. <laughs> Nico, Nico, I waited in line for episode one at Grauman's Chinese, and I'm going to tell you, I'm terrified of that statement. I really <laughs> yeah. am. Oh. So this box set, um, it's large. It's got 27 discs. Say, it looks like a coffee table book. It really it's, does. It's like, opened it up. It looks like a coffee table. So yeah. <laughs> yeah so, so the image, the image we're looking at is it's uh, it's, it's opened got a up flat. Of the, death, of the Death Star on it. That's actual size. It's actual. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's one thirty second scale. It's it's pretty large. Um, and uh, it's 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 a be beautiful imagery on the box set. Um, it's uh, it's quite lovely. It's the images here on uh, io9.gizmodo.com. You can find it. The title of this article, if I go back to the top here, let's dive into Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga's 27 disc box set. And uh, if I can scroll down here a little bit more, there's some additional images to look at. You open up, and you've got the uh, the familiar blue font a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away on the left. The Star Wars logo on the right. And uh, you've got some black and white images here. That Ooh, Including starring mm -hmm. Anthony Daniels. Anthony Daniels as C-3PO. My favorite guy there on the right. Anthony with uh, without the helmet. I was going to say it's a headless C-3PO, but unfortunately mm. Anthony Daniels' head is still there. And uh, let's see if I can... This will let me scroll... There we go. Some other images now, uh, I'm of the original kind of... film set. It looks like a, one of episode one and then one of episode four on the right there. Sorry, Nico. I'm kind of intrigued. There's nine films. What are we doing with the other, like, 
Dave, math is hard. How many more discs are there? 27 minus 9? 18. Sorry. What the fuck else are we doing with all those discs? Dude, why do you have that many windows open on your computer? That's all my tabs for all the stuff we talk about. It's the show notes. Um, <laughs> you know. What are those? Okay, so everybody's going to ignore my question. What's your question, right. Nico? Say, Throw it out there again. You know We're all focused on why my Why are stick. there 27 discs for nine movies? Why are well, you so why angry? There's, why there's three discs for each one movie? Of Blu-ray, different versions. So yeah. just like, I don't know, better resolution. Who knows? Oh, yeah, is 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 it one disc? Is a is a HD and or is the the 4K Blu-ray and one is just regular Blu-ray? Is that what they're doing? So it's like, and one special features. Is that how they break them up? I don't even know what the breakdown of the discs are. I mean, you've got documentaries. You've got all the documentaries, the same ones from the the Blu-ray box set from a few years ago. Um, scrolling down here, talked a little bit about content. So in terms of special features, the sequel trilogy films have the exact same special features that have been previously released with, um, <clears throat> with the one asterisk being that JJ Abrams director's commentary that was mm. not on the original force awakens disc is on this version. So that's a plus, uh, the prequel and sequel trilogies have the same very, very good special features previously released on the 2011 Complete Saga release with the addition of two to three new featurettes, uh, featurettes each. Mm -hmm. Oh, uh, Scott's got to buy it now. Which vary uh, depending on each film. <laughs> each new featurette ranges from three to ten minutes each. So every movie has roughly 10 to 15 minutes of new material on each disc. Mm. See that that's that's really funny because it's nine movies, ten to fifteen minutes each. So it's you know two and a half hours roughly worth of new material that you're paying two hundred and fifty bucks for, right. which will eventually show up on YouTube. I would imagine, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Which is ridiculous because if you bought this a couple of years yeah. ago, they're saying, oh yeah, it's all the exact same stuff, but there's like ten minutes extra on there. So yeah, you know, right? I just don't understand why they're not putting out like a what's the despecialized version sooner or later yes I mean, it doesn't need to happen it's i think everybody and their mom has the despecialized version somewhere on their hard drive it'd just yeah. be nice to have a hard copy of it somewhere exactly. mark, mark you're you're singing I, my song man we need those despecialized versions in 4k there, yeah, there, there was Today being April 1st, there was a good April Fool's joke going around that uh, Disney, uh, you know, as a uh, as a gift to Star Wars fans, as they're all sheltering in place at home, that they were going to release the uh, oh. <laughs> the, the unspecialized versions on Disney Plus, and people started freaking out about it until they realized, of course, it is April 1st. So. I am I am so uh, glad I did not see that. I, I would have been one of the freaker outers. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> I would have fell for that. Um, so oh, yeah. yeah, there you go. It's um. It's out there, two hundred and forty-nine dollars, and it can be yours on your, in your collection. So the man I want to ask about this, the man that collects the discs on this here show, Dave. What are you holding up, Dave? I was just showing Mark my uh, my That's laser disc, despecialized. Nice, a beautiful thing. All, right. All of them. That's how we roll here at Casa Potter. The la the laserdisc version, right? Which you don't have a laserdisc player. I have a laserdisc player <laughs> in, the, in the garage somewhere. In the garage. Not allowed to have nice things in the house, Greg. You know that. 
All right, guys, we need to talk a little bit about comics. You guys are huge comic book fans, and uh, there's been some stories shared on our thread about how the stay-at-home order, uh, the order for only essential businesses to be open, which basically means healthcare, food, um, the essentials of life, in other words, you know, Starbucks, um, uh, only the essentials of, of uh, living are available to us right now. And that means that some businesses are not open. And that means that comic book stores which is a passion of many on this here show um, are in jeopardy. And so I wanted to have a quick conversation about this. Uh, this is CBR.com reporting diamond halting all shipments of new comic books due to the coronavirus uh, pandemic. Um, I'm curious to hear what you guys think of this. Um, Greg, uh, Dave, Scott, all huge comic book guys. Um, what are you hearing? What are you feeling? Um, are you in the middle of anything you can't get your hands on? Um, Mark, I'm not sure if you're a comic book guy at all, but... Um... I'm not. I have a friend who owns a comic book store named Brian Christensen in Petaluma. Oh, sure. I've been to that store. When I, when I visited Ranch Obi-Wan, I went over there. It's a great little shop. Yeah. I think he was starting to, you know, in the beginning he was doing curbside delivery and whatnot, but I'm not really sure what's happening now with it all. Yeah. And Nico, I know you you were a, a comic book um, aficionado, as, especially as a, 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 a in your youth. I know you read a lot of comic books. So, guys, what do you, how are you feeling about this? You know, it's, it's shocking to me that they actually stopped because this is, you know, comics have been, have hit their shipping dates through 9-11, through wars, you know, they've, they've always kind of hit that date. Um, and this is, this is a first for them. I, I, I was curious as to what the digital, how this would affect digital distribution. And it's even affecting that somewhat. There are going to be some limited releases digitally. So some of that will come out. Uh, for myself, it doesn't really hit me that much because I don't read, I'm not current on any book really. Um, the mm. only one I was kind of keeping current on was Walking Dead, but that ended. So I'm, yeah. I'm not worried about that anymore. And I don't really keep up currently on, any, for, on anything else. I do subscribe to the Marvel Universe app, I think is what it is. Um, so I get a steady issue of a steady reading of uh, back issues and, and whatnot. And the new issues that come out on that on the Marvel app are like four months behind it or, or whatever Got it is. It. So. I won't see much of an interruption in what I do comic book wise, but I'm, I'm shocked nonetheless. I'm kind of saddened by it, but uh, it's, you know, I'm just curious when they do start all this up, are they going to dump everything out all at one time or are they just going to kind of pick up from where they left off and consider the, the months in between as if it's just a giant black hole? I don't know. Yeah. And I should clarify really quick. Diamond comic distributors um, is, is a huge distributor. They, they ship Marvel, DC, image, dark horse, dynamite, uh, all, all the uh, huge, huge, uh, uh, publishing houses. Um, so Scott, have you, do you typically participate in the free comic book day? And isn't that in, it's in May, right? The first Saturday, first in Saturday May? in May. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes, I do. So um, that's been canceled. Yeah. That's, um, so my, my feeling on this is, 
you know, I've, I've been a longtime comic book fan. Um, obviously, later the later years, I've kind of been out of it. But I still keep up every once in a while. I'll, I'll check out some some titles. I'll just look into things. But it, it's not like it was during the 80s and 90s and even to the early 2000s for me. But I will say that it it is shocking to see where we're at right now and how it's affecting this industry. Um, mm. And I've been through it. I know Dave and Greg, we've all kind of been there. Maybe Nico's even caught a little glimpse of this. But um, the 80s to 90s were a, just a weird time. It went... It was oversaturation, just comics everywhere, and then it was like basically the imploding of the industry, and then it was the rebuilding, and seeing all that happen, and then going through what we're seeing right now is something I've never experienced before. Even if I've been out of the scene and, and collecting where I used to be collecting on, it used to be every Tuesdays were the release dates for uh, new comics, I just, it's, it's hard to grasp. Just knowing that I know there's the digital way to, to get everything, but you know there's still this feeling like with record stores. I know a lot of us are music fans. We go into these comic book stores, these record stores, these places where you want to browse and look at these physically, you tangently, you want to be there, pick up the books, maybe even that's the thing that's selling point to you. Um, but seeing everything shuttered up and and how this industry is closing down, it's it's kind of disheartening right now. It's kind of sad. It's it's tough. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, Dave, this is an industry that's really, that, that's, that survived for, um, you know, 50, 60 years and has really carried us through a lot as, as a, as a culture and has really been reflective of what's been going on in our culture. Do you see, do you see comic books surviving this? Not in their present form. No, just because, I don't think this is going to be a short interruption. Diamond Comics Distribution is the sole distributor of virtually every large publisher out there. And you can say what you want about the large publishers versus the small publishers, but the large publishers are what bring in most of the business to these direct market stores. I mean, for, for every good, and there are more good indie comics out there than any one of us can can name or put together, but they're not going to have a store in which to sell their, their wares on a regular basis without the presence of the, the customer base that the Spider-Mans and the Batmans and, and the Image Comics all bring in for foot traffic all the time. Yeah. So I that Diamond is shutting down. And they have also stated very clearly they're not making payments back to publishers after this week. Mm. Uh, it, DC's printer actually closed because of coronavirus. And DC doesn't even have a place to print their physical comics at this moment in time that I'm aware of. It, there's there's going to need to be a very rapid transformation of the business model. And I, it, I saw an announcement today or a rumor of an announcement – that basically all the big publishers are are partnering up with a, a digital delivery system that will also, if you purchase the individual issue digitally, guarantee you a physical copy hmm. at the comic store of your choosing once things are, are back to normal. But Dave, who knows when hmm. back to normal is going to be. Dave, being, being a guy who probably was that foot traffic, who probably visited many comic book stores, I'm assuming, right? We've had yep. some conversations, but 
one of the one of the highlights of those trips to the comic book store was if you knew the owner and you were really in good with them and you get your 20 you know issues or 15 issues that week a lot of times they would get extra copies from diamond distributors they they have this book mostly in the kind of newspaper print some color pages uh, sometimes it would come packaged with some bonus material, trading cards. Even a comic book itself would be in the slip sleeve uh, that was all sealed. Those were amazing. I still have boxes of, of those actual books that would talk about upcoming issues for the next month or two. Those felt to me as a comic book fan kind of like the Sears catalog uh, around Christmas time back in the day when kids would look at the Sears catalog and and uh, check out the new toys coming out for the season. That all that is through Diamond. I mean, that was a massive thing for me, not just getting my latest X-Men or Spider-Man comic or my new Image Comics that's, you know, started, even though, God forbid, the first couple of years of that was rocky as hell. But, you know, it, it's just one of those things as a comic book fan you look forward to. I mean, every store always carried the free issue that you got at the counter, uh, Comic Book News, CBN. Uh, I still pick those up when I walk in and just check out what the latest issues are, pick up a Buffy the Vampire Slayer or something. I, I, I stopped getting comic shop news previews oh. about the time I discovered the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dave. Hey, on that on but, that but, line but of you, thinking. But, hmm. but to your point, and, and Steve, you're going to have to stop us at some point because I'm pretty sure I could monologue an entire podcast about this whole situation without even any help from from Greg and Scott. And if I have their help, we're probably going to have 2.5 to 3 podcasts that we can do between us on this. Yeah. And Mark, I, I don't know you that well, but you're welcome to have a piece of this if you want it. <laughs> uh, it, it so you're, well, you're gonna, saying, you're, I was just wondering, like, how are they going to – so if they're guaranteeing these hard copies – to your local comic book store. I mean, I would imagine a lot of these comic book stores, after a few months of not being able to be open, they're not going to be able to pay the rent. So how the hell are they going to get the book? I, like I said, I think that business model that they're proposing is is good and solid if this winds up being like a two-month interruption or a three-month interruption, just because a lot of local governments are putting moratoriums in place so that even commercial businesses, you know, can't lose their can't lose their spot for non-payment of rent because every because everything's shutting down. So well, the government's I, I, trying to keep it equal for everybody and say it's just a pause, it's just a pause, everybody, don't panic, and then we're just gonna pick it all up and figure out how it works after that. Yeah, what concerns me about that though, like kind of along the same lines, is like what kind of cut is the shop getting out of that as well? Like, is it the same yeah. kind? Because you know they're going to be hard up for making money as it is. Are they going to have to accept less money to give somebody a book that they purchased online? I mean, I, you know, not owning a shop, I just don't know. And that's yeah. And, are, and are I hope it doesn't are... end up screwing the uh, the brick and mortar store. Well, yeah. some brick and mortar stores have already said they're not reopening. They're just flat out not reopening. Like uh, oh, these really? comics. Uh, Southern, I think Southern California, they're not reopening, and a couple other stores that I saw on Bleeding Cool today have just flat out said, you know what, guys, uh, peace out. We're not coming back from this. But you know what? When you go into a comic book store, and you're a comic book reader and, and collector, how often do you ever go in there and only get one issue? Or you only purchase one thing and it's one issue of a comic my best friend at work he and i um before all of this happened would go to our local mall and we would walk around the comic book store that's there comic books and things and 
he would go in with the mindset of buying, okay, I'm going to go buy the next issue of the Batman that I haven't read yet. And he would walk out with like six or seven issues of different comics that are not even related to it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like going in for like milk and bread and then you walk out with a $200 grocery bill later. Like nobody goes into a comic book store with the mindset of only getting one issue of one thing. You're almost always going to end up buying two or three issues of something else. So you're going to go pick up that one issue that you bought online and you're going to see two or three other issues of something that you mm-hmm. probably, especially now having sat at home for months reading your backlog of comics that you haven't caught up on yet you're going to go and buy another three or four or five or ten issues of something else that you've been waiting to get your hands on for the last three four six months yeah i agree nico i'm I'm going to give a shout out to my local comic book store they're shut down right now but uh i'm here in long beach and amazing comics is a place i've been going to for god 30 years and um they're a place i go into and i'll go in and pick up my bags and boards I'll pick up an issue that I know I came in there for. For a while, it was just in some independent comics, and uh, I was really hooked on the Buffy series. I mentioned it earlier. But, yeah, I'd browse the Star Wars section. I just want to see what new stuff was coming out. Mm-hmm. I wanted to see how Marvel was resetting everything, what, 10 years ago or 7 years ago. I want to see how things are progressing in the industry, even if I wasn't the full-blown comic-collecting nerd I was in, in 1986. But... It's weird walking into a comic book store. You're right, Nico. You, you, I would go in for one thing. I'd end up coming out of there and spending, you know, where I thought it was going to be five bucks, ten bucks. Next thing you know, I'm I'm up sixty, seventy, eighty, hundred dollars. I'm like, that's kind of the fun thrill of it. You you find new things. You explore. You pick up something. You might just the cover just draws you in or something. So mm. it's it's kind of sad to see this happening right now. I hope some of them do kind of weather through this and. Um, and, and pick up the slack when things, you know, kind of come back to normal or we start getting some help out there for these guys. So, you know, there's this, uh, there's this other article in the LA times that I had in the show notes that, you know, is suggesting one way that you can support local comic book shops right now is to, uh, and to give some positive cash flow is to, um, buy, um, gift cards to buy yeah. gift, gift cards for the, you know, uh, to, to use later once they reopen. Yeah. Um, if they're not going to reopen Dave Potter, I mean, what's, is, is, is that an answer for this? Hey, Dave, I'm going to jump in real quick. Please answer. But um, here's a good thought. Maybe they could take some of those really old crappy Archie comics and turn them into masks. Can we do that? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Archie. What do you have against Archie, man? I loved Archie comics when I was a kid. Loved them. I actually have an autographed Archie comic. <laughs> I just, those, to you're just a poser, Scott. You know that? Just a poser. Oh, I hate Archie. Look at my autographed Archie comic. <laughs> it's those beady little eyes. It's got UV protection on it. Don't judge me. Mark, if you ever want Dave to stop talking about comics, just hold up your Boba Fett cup. That's all you need to do. No, but I mean, in, in all seriousness, how? What is there anything we can do, um, Dave or anyone else, to, to help support these small businesses? It 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 is going to be tough. I mean, the gift card idea is a good one. Uh, and that's valid for anything that's closed right now, be it your comic book store, be it okay. uh, a local movie theater, be it a local restaurant. Gift cards are a good way to get positive cash flow. But it, since the comic book industry as a whole is shutting down yeah. and there's no guarantee what's going to happen. I mean, Diamond Distributing, that's the monopoly distributor 
for the print comic book copies anywhere in the country. Even in areas of Europe, Diamond UK is the monopoly distributor. So even if everything starts back up, all these major publishers, they're not going to have a way to get their product to the retail stores that are the only place you can buy those individual comics anymore. Hmm. So there's there's a very unique and specific problem for the comic industry as a whole that they have to riddle their way through. And that's why I'm I'm pessimistic unfortunately because i love the comic industry i worked in comic stores when i was uh, when i was in college it's something that is in my my lifeblood i'm very pessimistic that it's going to be the same industry at all by the end of the year than it is right now unless something spectacular happens and we get a miracle cure or vaccine or something in the next couple of months which is not going to happen. Which is not going to happen. Let's be realistic. I can tell you. But it's the same thing with movie theaters, too. I mean, looking on Box Office Mojo, watching those box office totals go down Mm -hmm. to the last day that movie theaters were really open in America, which was March 19th, and they only took in about $100,000 worth of revenue on March 19th. And two weeks earlier, they were doing $20, $30 million when Onward was opening. Right. It. Even if we have product to start the movie, the, you know, movies back up, which we will have, it's still going to be a, a weird ramp up time because I think people are going to be scared to go and be that close. Mm-hmm. Hmm. All right, Lord guys. knows I don't want to be close to you. Yeah. Well, you, you, didn't, you didn't want that beforehand. I mean, we went to Captain Harbor and you had three seats between us. I was like, what? What are you doing here? <laughs> Safe zone, buddy. Safe zone. <laughs> Staying out of the splash zone from what I hear. Guys, we, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love how he adds from what I hear at the end. That's great. Mm-hmm. Um, guys, we have to acknowledge uh, a couple of friends of Star Wars that uh, became one with the Force oh, in, yeah. in the last month. Um uh, first we, we I I would be really remiss. One of my if we if we Failed to mention this one. Uh, incredible actor, Star Wars, Game of Thrones, and otherwise, Max von Sydow. Uh, he passed away. Uh, Ming the motherfucking Merciless. Go, go. How do you drop that one? Ming the Merciless. <laughs> Ming the Merciless, the Exorcist. Uh, he was 90 years old. To bring back Flash Gordon's body. <laughs> he was 90 years old. I believe he passed away. Uh, I think it was March eighth or ninth. I'm not. I'm sorry, uh, descendants of uh, Max. I, I don't know the date. I don't have that exactly. But um, he yeah, was uh, nine years old. Yeah, I don't have it. I'm sorry. Cr- criminally underused in the Force Awakens. I oh. mean that. Yeah. Really should have had a much larger than just a, a two line cameo than what he had. No doubt about it. No yeah. doubt. Just, just an, an iconic, March, iconic March actor. March eighth. March. 8th. Oh, thank you. March eighth. Thank you so much. Um, you Also, have to mention uh, more recently. Uh, actually, just this week. Uh, actually, today, uh, yesterday, as we record the show, Tuesday morning. The calendar is so hard. I know. Math <laughs> is hard. Calendar is hard. Uh, Andrew Jack, who is uh, an actor and a dialect coach. Uh, passed away, um, and he was uh, he was actually in the the Force Awakens, 
Uh, he was a very well-known dialect coach. He worked with uh, many stars. Um, let's see. I had the list here, and I just lost it. Uh, Vigo Mortensen, Christian Bale, Robert Downey Jr. Uh, he worked on Avengers Endgame, Robin Hood, Sherlock Holmes, Alien vs. Predator, Lord of the Rings, Die Another Day, uh, Captain America. Is he the guy who taught Kevin Costner had that awesome British accent for Robin Hood? <laughs> uh, no. He he was uh, he was seventy six. May he rest in peace. Um, he passed he, away this he played, week. Steve, he played General Emmett Emmett Emmett. I think is. Was he the guy with the binoculars in Last Jedi on crate? I think he had the. He had the kind of white, long hair. Yeah, you know what? I, I know what guy you're talking about, and I think that's right. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. He I had think the gray right. beard. He was in the war room yeah. with Han. Yep. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yep. He stood right next to Han in the war room. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the reason John Boyega had a good American accent. Well done. Yep. <laughs> yep. And uh, last but not least, I also have to mention in our uh, – jeez, we have to have a segment here for, uh, I don't know, post-mortem uh, – I don't know what we want to call this, but uh, Stuart, director Stuart Gordon. Oh, uh, are we going to talk about some Reanimator? That's direct, yeah. d- directed Reanimator. <laughs> um, also <laughs> responsible for co-creating Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Man, uh, that, is a, that is a swing right there. From <laughs> one end of the spectrum so, to the next. Whoa. Yeah. His <laughs> career spanned the gamut of cinema. <laughs> Passed oh, yeah. away at uh, 72 uh also earlier this month so uh greg i know the only guy making a greater swing from one end of the film spectrum to the other may be peter jackson possibly peter jackson (laughs) but uh, other than that stewart from reanimator to honey i shrunk the kids whoa yeah (laughs) how many reanimator fans do we have here on the show because that for me yeah i love it it's 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 sick and twisted but i love it yeah yeah I've I'm, never seen it. I'm sorry to say that I have not either. Oh my god! I'll have to see it. Have oh, you yeah. ever? Have you ever? Think, think, have you ever wanted to see a severed head? <laughs> shall we say, orally pleasure a woman? <laughs> have you ever watched a lot of gladiator movies, Greg? <laughs> because that happens. <laughs> Can't just do that. Exactly. You Perfect. can't just do that. But wow. it, Greg, your your segue from him to Peter Jackson still is amazing because that his early career is disturbing as well. So I know a lot of people don't know a lot about P- Peter Jackson in the early days, but his horror film and even his twisted oh, Muppet man. film. What what is that? Is that bad taste? Is that bad no. taste? Is that is what that, it is? I, I think know. so. I forget. He he has he has a couple of those schlock horror movies early on in his career, um, and really just just <laughs> crazy, <laughs> crazy, insane movies. Uh, Reanimator, though, yeah. if you if you have a chance, I think it's actually on Netflix. Um, oh, what right now? It's on Hulu. Hulu. No. Yes. Right. <laughs> it is. It is disturbing. It is gross. It is in poor taste but if but if that's your jam then then uh, you know and hey count me in 
But I, I just want a fair warning: don't go expecting Citizen Kane. That's all I'm saying. So, yeah, <laughs> no, if, you, no. if you if you have no soul, you will enjoy this movie. Is what I'm hearing. Thank you, Dave. You've once again crystallized my thoughts perfectly. Thank you. That's what I'm here for, buddy. Uh, uh, you know, a little backstory. I did an entire weekend back in the 80s, late 80s. It was a trilogy of bad movies. That was one of them, along with I Spit on Your Grave and, oh, my God, what was the other one? It was it was bad. Did you know there was a remake of I Spit on Your Grave? What? Mm, Stop no. it yeah, already. Right. This is not a good world. Except they modernized it. It's I Hock a Loogie on your grave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like a loogie on your urn. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original. So yeah, that was good times. <laughs> How dare you call that a bad movie, sir? <laughs> oh, is it like human? Like you put that in the human centipede category? Oh yeah, yeah. That's the yeah, movie that's teeth. Definitely an inspiration. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. is some. Well, you know what? Here, if we didn't have the human centipede, we wouldn't have the the parody of it off South Park. So, the human <laughs> iPad is one of the greatest episodes ever. So, <laughs> has anybody seen the movie Teeth? No, oh, I've yeah. heard about it. I'm yeah. watching it out now. Thanks, That's Nico. A good one. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, we've really gone to a place that I I really ha- wish we hadn't. Frankly, this is the this is the other stuff of yeah, uh, Star is, Wars and other Star stuff. Wars and other stuff. Steve has literally just been sitting there in his little circle on my screen in shock and awe as this conversation got completely away from him very very quickly. There are moments yeah, you, should, you should sit down with the kids and watch word. Reanimator. It's a it's a it's an educational experience. You should sit down no, and watch just, it with them. Well, based, based, right based on the scene you described, um, I'm I'm looking forward to it. It'll happen for sure. <laughs> Bringing it back a few minutes, actually talking about Peter Jackson. Um, in our visit to the Weta Cave, we actually learned that he pretty much made those movies just because he wanted to make the special effects. Yeah. He and one of the other guys that was in Wellington, New Zealand, they just wanted to make crazy, weird-ass special effects, and they wanted to make a movie that they could make those effects for. So they they made effects and and makeup and the, the animation and all the stuff, and they were like, how do we make this into a movie? And then that's what you got was Peter Jackson's early career. Yeah, nice, brain nice. dead. Known in the U.S., I think worldwide, it's called Dead Alive. It's yeah. uh, just like uh, Reanimator. It's it's schlocky and gross, and yeah. what you bad, see happens bad. with the lawnmower is amazing in that film. I just <laughs> bad, bad taste is one of them. But the movie you're talking about, uh, Scott, is Meet the Feebles. Meet oh, the Meet Feebles. the Feebles. Oh yes. yeah, it is disturbing. Please, you know what. Listeners, no, don't, don't, don't watch that. <laughs> <laughs> we highly do not recommend. Yeah, do you know what? Um, you will never look at the Muppets ever again the same way ever. <laughs> please, yeah. please do not watch any of the movies we have just listed with your children. <laughs> oh you know, yeah, please. You know there is another thing that we uh, we usually do not recommend, and that's uh, that's this Twitter. It's the Star Wars tweet uh, of the week. Yeah, really. Curious, because everybody knows that Twitter is a source of endless positivity. You're gravely mistaken. Come to your senses! Well, uh, there are a few Twitter accounts that are kind of funny. Sometimes. 
All right, guys. It's everyone's favorite segment, the Star Wars Tweet uh. of the Week. This one's a little bit different. This one's a little bit different. Uh, this week, Star Wars actor Mace Windu himself, Samuel Jackson, made an appearance on Jimmy Kimmel. And uh, I don't know if you've uh, heard his book that uh, he wrote a few years ago, uh, years ago called Go the Fuck to Sleep. I think we, yeah, it's, it's we, in my library. We may have Absolutely. covered Yes, we may have covered it on the show in the past. Well, he's got he's got a uh, he's got a sequel to that book, and he read it live online with Jimmy Kimmel, and Jimmy tweeted about it. Uh, and so I'm counting it as a tweet for the Star Wars tweet of the week. So here's Sam Jackson, Mace Windu himself, with his uh, reading of his book, "Stay the Fuck Home." Here it is. Stay the f- at home. The runner is spreading. This is no joke. It's no time to work or run. The way you can fight it is simple, my friends. Just stay the at home. <laughs> now, technically, I'm not a doctor. But mother listen when I read a poem. So here I am, Sam and Jackson, imploring you, keep your ass at home. If you want things to get back to normal, don't panic. Just use your dome. Wash your hands. Stop touching your face. And stay the f- at home. Motherfucker, it's no time to gamble. Look around. You're not at a casino. Just stay the f- home as if your name was Trenton Quarantino. Sure, you can still see your friends. Use the mother app on your phone. But unless you just ran out of groceries, please stay the f- at home. <laughs> Thank you for doing your part to flatten the curve, because that f- is steep. And now that you're home, please feel free to go the f- to sleep. <laughs> Be nice. Mmm. And with that. I'm never going to call him Samuel L. Jackson again. He's going to be Samuel motherfucking Jackson. <laughs> He's always been Samuel L. motherfucking Jackson. <laughs> you can always rely on Samuel Jackson to bring us up at the end of a kind of a downer show. We're talking about some heavy stuff this week. Like severed heads, giving cunnilingus. What? My God. What the hell <laughs> is that? What? Who said that? <laughs> what? That was the Wookiee. become a doctor? That was the Wookiee. That, that is the, so over the line, Steve. That, that is just That was the Wookiee co pilot that put that in my head. Now I gotta sleep I, with that tonight. I can't believe you said this. Did, did he put it in your head or put it in your, never mind. Ah, <laughs> oh man. Alright. Well, that was a heck of a show. And uh what a great, great episode that uh Mark Marita decided to call me and say, Can I come on the show? Yeah. Welcome. I can't do that request. Man. <laughs> Thanks a lot, man. It's it, it was so nice to have you on the show, man. Thanks thanks for joining. Yeah. It's always yeah. fun to listen to you guys. It's hilarious. <laughs> we better get a rating system for Mark next time to make sure we don't put down the story. Yeah, I know. 
Yeah, let's let's keep it like at least double X when there's a, a, a you know a, a kind person that actually wants to join us. Just avoid the triple X stuff. Jesus. It just shows you how at ease we are with you, Mark, that we just we weren't on our like guest behavior today. We were on just our normal Yeah. You didn't put out the nice China wear today. <laughs> I mean it's it's, not it's, gonna... it's really a compliment. I hope I hope yeah, you understand. I appreciate it. Thank you for just putting out the paper plates for me. I appreciate that. <laughs> I, I mean this sincerely. I think Reanimator is China wear to me, so I'm good with that. So. Okay. That's all. Good. Mark, welcome to the family. Yeah. yeah shit. Oh, he's in a, oh, Mark, you are official. You're an official Hyvian now, Mark, for sure. Yay. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, if you have ever watched Reanimator with Mark Morita, give us a call and let us know what he thought about it. On the Wretched Hive hotline, that's 562-455-4483. That's 562-455-HIVE. That's H-I-V-E in case you can't spell Hive. Get them right. Guys, have a wonderful couple of weeks. Stay safe. Stay home. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. We love you. Be safe. Have a wonderful couple of weeks. And may the force be with us all. And go. And go the fuck to sleep. Man, I'm out of practice. I almost totally missed that one. I was going to say, you had to, you were like stalling, stalling, stalling. Speak up, we're going to get.